This week on Media Delta, East 2, Castle in the Heavens. It's time to make the end of battle, and also the end of East anime. Hello, and welcome to Media Delta. Today we are discussing something that is actually related to something we talked about two weeks ago. Uh, that Two weeks ago we talked about uh, a series of OVAs that was based on East, particularly East 1. And, as we kind of alluded to in that episode, uh, there was a East 2 set of OVAs. Um, that is what we're discussing this week. Um, and I say we because I'm not the only one who watched this. Uh, please introduce yourself. Hi, this is Carnival, and once again, I'm ready to kill gods. Hi, I'm Deathmaster78. Hi, I'm Torpotypist. I'm here to go completely off script. Yes. So, um, East 2, it was done by a different team uh, than the original. Uh, it has a very different art style, um, but it does have... Um, at least in the, well, obviously in the English dub, uh, it does share a little bit, so you're going to have a little bit of continuity there. Um, just kind of looking at kind of what they'd done. Uh, the director's name was uh, Te uh, Takashi Watanabe. I'm just kind of doing a very brief browse. Um, didn't, uh, doesn't seem to have anything. Oh, actually, uh, they were also, I, I take that back. They were the director for the last three episodes of East One, uh, which in hindsight makes sense. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about this week, and I have a set of questions answered. So, uh, Carnival, um, what was your general impressions, and is there any particular element you would like to type? Yeah, like to discuss? Uh, I like I said before, I enjoyed this one more than I enjoyed the East One OVA, mainly because it. The, I guess the element that I would particularly like to say most of all is that it has a much more consistent animation style than, say, the East 1 OVA had. Additionally, I think, like, the thing I would highlight is just what we're probably going to come and talk to a lot later is just the fact that it kind of goes off script. I think it works better in terms of just keeping the story paced instead of just how East 1 did it note by note but had the problem of feeling like it kind of dragged in the middle. Uh, is there any particular scene or element you'd like to talk about? Uh, just as much as whenever Adol's just fired off the magic and just you see the explosions of whatever's left over of the target, just... Fucking Adol is Kamehameha. It's dead. It's just dead. Yeah, it was really fucked up when that one thing just got turned into a pile of gore. Yeah. Yep, that, that definitely... He, that pilly little magic spell you get in these two got upgraded in this. Quite a bit. No, it's 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 really weird just seeing him leave this pile of bones, viscera, and scorched skin, and it's weird. <laughs> like it's really detailed. Yeah, it's like it, yeah it, that yeah. I don't really have anything much else to say other than that. Um. So, uh, death. Yeah, I actually didn't like this all that much. It was fine, but I don't know. It didn't just stick with me as much as the first one. Any particular uh, element about it you want to bring up? No, honestly, because the general problem is nothing really stuck with me. Okay, okay. Uh, Torpo. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's okay. Uh, my problem is that it's um, so like it goes way way off script, especially near the end, and it also introduces plot lines that don't really need to be there, like uh, Lilia and the monster dad thing was wholly unnecessary. <laughs> so I I think that's supposed to be one thing that um. That I'll, uh, something that I should bring up about this one, and this is probably more of a problem with the English dub, uh, is that 
I know we talked about in the in East One that there was a lot of mistranslations. There's even more so uh, in this one. Uh, like Lillian, uh, Lily, Lillian. Uh, they've managed to pronounce find more ways to pronounce Adol wrong. Uh, and Dallas. And Dallas, Daris. Dares. There's dares. Uh, yeah, they they just come dares at one point. Um, but yeah, there's also oh, it's like Furea for Doctor Flair, and also. Mm-hmm. Keys for Keith. Keith, yeah. Um, which who got a major, major redesign in this, to say the least. Yeah, that was kind of weird if you are familiar with East Two. So yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's just in general it goes way off script. And like there are points where that helps to kind of keep things moving and keep the pace. But also there's other times where it was like. The entire bit about trying to show people the end of the world went way longer than it needed to. <laughs> yeah, because it takes like the entire... So this thing is four episodes long, four half-hour episodes. And that plot point is basically like... Because um, I think in the it's original... It's the entire second episode. Yeah, it's the entire second episode. And the even the first part, the first episode is about basically it's like they turn um, Rance or Lance, depending upon your uh, translation... They turn it into like this like town of like I don't want to say fanatics, but basically this town of people who basically worship or I don't know if worship's the right thing, but they basically are servants to the monsters that are there. And they think that like there's nothing at the end of like essentially the earth is flat and there's they, they, nothing. they offer up sacrifices to the uh the, the, the monsters. Yeah. Uh I think in like the actual games, I'm pretty sure they know about Asteria. Like in Rant's village. Yeah, like that was never in question. I thought the people, very serious people, of East always knew about what was down below. Yeah, they were just up in the sky, uh, for some reason. Um, but yes, is there also a- man, Asteria's mountainous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, to not to despair about, but mountains are pretty e- relatively easy to draw in comparison to <laughs> detailed landscapes. Yeah, flat plains and all that. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, but no, it was it was really good because we just get this shot of Asteria and it's all mountains, <laughs> just all of it. Yeah, not, you don't even see like a thing of Darm Tower or anything. Which, nope. Which, by the way, gets destroyed in this. They At, fucking wreck it on, on, on like a complete backhand or like on a completely like not non like important thing. It's like oh, there's the destruction of a major thing in later East games. Um. But but uh, yeah. in, in general, I, I think it's okay. Uh, I just I like East Two more than I like this version of it. Um, but the also game... the entire last episode is wholly off script, just completely. Like the whole dark side of Adol and Adol being taken over by the Pearl bit was no, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah, that I I think they might have put that in just because really the plot of East Two is kind of relatively basic. But yeah. still, it, yeah. I don't know, it's enjoyable regardless. Also, you know, fucking Maria just being fine at the end after very visibly dying. Yeah, that's that's bad. That that one's definitely it's really cheap in that her. Yeah, because the thing is, is that, like, in the original game, that there something like those lines happens is that you get, like, a you give her a plot, like, a trinket at some point and that ends up saving her. Uh, but the way did they show that scene off in the OVA... Uh, it's basically she like plummets down like this thing like there is she's super dead and then she's like ah, i'm fine ah, i'm fine let's get married yeah 
it's 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 got some questionable choices also let's talk about lilio during the ending bit where fucking y- your good buddy uh the fucking Keith? darm oh no darm is sucking in all the, the energy from the monsters and lilia just has this weird black ooze trickling down her legs and only her legs yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's why why did you do that that's very weirdly like uh, i tried not to be crass about it when we were watching it but it's like holy shit could you have not done that a bit better <laughs> Yeah, like, like, have, like, goop come out of her, like, her eyes or something, like, or just have her, like, tear blood or something like that. But the way they did it is, it looks questionable at best. <sighs> That's putting it kindly. Also, the, the, the summoning of his good buddies from fucking East, from uh, Asteria was also great. Yeah, because, like, oh, time, time to summon the squad, and Dogi being very indignant <laughs> that he is not a servant, that he is not. <laughs> He's a good Dogi. Yes. <laughs> He's a good boy. <laughs> It just makes a lot of really weird decisions, and I don't know how to feel about all of them. Also, once again, the, the whole Monster Dad thing was weird. Yeah. Where, uh, I was going to say, did they, did they describe what Keith... Like, do you see Keith in these two? Like, I don't... Like, I see, like, a crack through... Like, no, that's Tarf that I'm thinking of. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, you see him, but he's not, like, this... Like, I don't want to say Gigeras, but he's not this horrific, like... Think he's just a monster like everything else. Also, no, no mention of like I, I, I would have really liked just a two-minute scene of Adol using like the ultra magic just to seeing like this dark darkness everywhere, and all of a sudden you see Adol just run around as like a cute quay for just a or a Rue. I forgot whatever the, I forgot what their canon name is now, but uh, it's Ruse. They call him Ruse. Yeah. So uh, also. If it was really accurate to canon, you would have seen Adol running around the village burning everyone's asses with his new fire magic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh god, what else was there? Um, there was one other thing I was actually just thinking of. Oh, yeah, I also do love Surfer Boy Dark Fact coming in to say, oh, I'm good now, have some magic. And I'm like, I don't want it! I don't want it! You're taking it anyway, though. Yep. Yeah. Like, it was just short of that voice actor's surfer dude yeah, uh, well, voice. I mean, up to the up to the point where, like, in the bloopers for this, they are, he just brings it full out. I know, it's so good. Both East 1 and East 2 have really good blooper reels. Also still looks like off-brand Griffith, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that. I, I will definitely say, though, the, the, the animation quality is, is better and more consistent, and I can at least appreciate that. Yep. Uh, this was if... three years later, 1992. Mm, can't believe this OVA is as old as... Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my thoughts on it are generally... You know, like, I liked it. Like, I liked watching it. It's definitely on the better... Like, on the higher end of, um, like, OVAs like this. But, yeah, it, it, there's just a lot of, like, okay, you're... Okay, you, you did that, huh? Just weird head-scratching moments. Um, yeah, it... And like that entire like hat, the first two episodes just I have this really weird feeling to them. Like it's like they were trying. I I'm not a huge fan of the things they added on, like the whole other plot lines. Where because like in the in the original game, like Lilia like doesn't realize that she has a disease that's going to kill her shortly. Uh, but then uh, Adol like finds the thing that uh, Flare can can uh, make a potion for essentially. Uh, and yeah, and here basically Lily gets sick as a baby, and her mother like sacrif- like basically offers like is like please save my baby, and then Keith um like 
sacrifices a monster to save Lily's life, and now there's monster blood in her veins. Mm, also, she gets like partially absorbed by the black pearl at the end, and that's how she saves the day. Yeah. Oh, also one other thing that I happen to notice is that um, the way that because if you look like the way Lilia is usually done in art, she usually has the same kind of outfit uh, that she normally does—a very long white dress. Uh, they shorten, like they give her a very shorter, much shorter skirt in this than I when I first saw that. I'm like, oh, you're gonna go that route, huh? And then they don't. It's actually was, no. Her her official art is relatively short. Huh. I thought it was more of a dress. It, it is a dress, but it, it here uh, it just I'll, seemed I'll like it, in... it. It seemed like it was just a much shorter thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I suppose. Huh. Anyway, do I then? I guess I might have been proven wrong, motherfucker. Yep. How so. dare you? Okay. Well, I, I do also. also Go ahead. Lily exists to eat shit, is what I was going to say. Pretty much. Um, And also, I it's a little tiny detail. I like that every uh people wear different clothes throughout the thing. Mm. Like, it actually, like. Yeah, you actually see, like, it all get better armor over the course of it. Yep. Also, his sword situation's weird. Like, yeah. he's always having his swords thrown to him uh, until. And, like, they get the sword thrown, then it will, like, break, like, five minutes later. Uh, until he gets the very much, uh, hey, I'm a protagonist sword. Oh my god, it's so good. I, I love it so fucking much. It is is when the fucking, oh god, what was his name again? The blanking Sada? Yeah, Sada <laughs> just goes into his closet looking for a sword. And you see these normal swords. And this overly elaborate protagonist sword, which he tears out and runs off with. It's so good. It's, um, yeah. So, um... Yeah, speaking of some of the characters, uh, Torpa, how do you feel about the setting and the characters that are in that setting? Also, one more thing really quick. The petrification scene was weirdly brutal. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't so much petrification as having stones thrust out of you. Yeah. Yeah, it was bizarre. Like, you saw fucking, like, people's bodies start to deform and, like, arms break and shit, and it was, oh. Yep, but then they, when they get um, petrified, they're perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, fucking stone the flesh be like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so the setting characters. The setting's uh, perfectly fine. Like, it's it's relatively normal JRPG-ish. Uh, it, it is a bit more interesting than Asteria, at the very least, because you have to deal with uh, the monsters uh, it, having taken over the land and demanding sacrifices and all that. Uh, and also the Black Pearl being both the source of evil and the source of magic, I think, is an interesting touch, personally. Basically just being the source of all the problems, but also the source. And eventually having to remove it, thereby removing magic from the area. And Unfortunately, it's not like dragon energy. <laughs> that's a whole different piece. That's yeah. a whole different game. But I, <laughs> again, I really don't like the magic goes away trope. So, I, I mean, I don't. In this case, I, I'd argue it's a bit different than that. It's not like everyone growing up or whatever. It's just magic has to go because it is the source of these demons no yeah it definitely works out here it's just that's a trope in general i'm not a big Look, fan of. the winged ones are very bad with their artifacts because they cause nothing but trouble between the black pearl and the arc of nepishtim they just are really good at fucking up but uh just in general i, I thought it was fine uh, the goddesses just basically serve as plot devices which is kind of a shame but kind of how it was to begin with uh adol is a bit more conflicted in I don't want to say edgy, but angsty. That's it, angsty. 
yeah. than he is in the actual games. Uh, to the point where, once again, Darm tries to turn him evil by using his anger against him, which never happened in the games because Adol feels no hate, only bloodlust. Yeah, I, yeah, and I... I... Uh, one thing I do want to talk about uh, is basically kind of compare this uh, OVA's kind of characterization of Adol compared to like, like basically compared to two OVA's, which we can probably just discuss that here. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, that's a good point about Adol's character. Uh, it's it's really weird because like Adol, I wouldn't say happy-go-lucky, but he's generally a lot more chipper. Like he's he never really has that internal conflict that he does in say this. Yeah, like. East 3 is, like, the only example that I could think of, but... And even that in is changed up in Oath. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, it, just in general. Like, Lilia exists... Excuse me, Lillian uh, exists to basically be a damsel, which isn't that much different, honestly. Uh, still not the greatest, but fucking whatever. She, uh, but she, hmm? One thing I would, would point out about her being a damsel, she does, in fact, kind of... She does run through a snowfield with one shoe. I don't know how only how one shoe... How did she lose her shoe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, once again, she does eventually, at the end, save the day by talking Adol out of being a fucking idiot. Yeah. But, like, in between, she's just constantly eating shit or getting carried away. Yeah. And she doesn't have much in the way of a personality, honestly. She doesn't. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's Goon Squad backing him up, who are just kind of whatever. They're just kind of there to, once again, back him up. And move the plot along, like, that entire looking over the edge of the world bit. Yeah, yeah. you just have the person that's kind of on the side, and then you have a snivelly asshole dude. Two of them. There, yeah, there's two of them, but one of them in particular is pretty egregious about it. True. Um, but yeah, uh, they did not appear in the game, so therefore uh, they died. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and just otherwise, there's not much to be said. Like, they bring back Goon Squad from the first game for some reason, and it feels really weird and out of place because they actually don't end up doing a whole lot. Yeah, because like Gobantova and like Ludogema only show up like at the very end, right? Like they show up like yeah it's 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 Luda Goban and Dogi yeah I'm trying to think I can't even remember what the context is in game um, but it's like oh isn't it at like they show up at the very end because there's that hallway in which you do the runway like right before you fight Dorm I think they show up yeah and they like give you like one of the items I think Luda Gemma gives you the um shield magic I think yeah, something like that I mean but in this they don't do anything. Yeah. They just kind of arrive to yell at Adol, who's in the, having a fucking moment. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, that's that's kind of most of it. Like, Darm is a villain, and exists to be a villain, and not much outside of it, but it's kind of how it always was. Dallas has more of a speaking ro role, but I kind of regret that fact, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, he... He says nothing of value, and is just an absolute edgelord. Yeah, it it's great, because it, it's like a not-as-poorly-designed uh, thing, because the thing that... It, now that in hindsight it reminds me of because I've been watching someone play Mass Effect 3 uh, what, uh Kyle Lang. I just remember that oh, character. Oh god, uh, why? It's just like that character that is there just to be an asshole. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a better villain in Chronicles where they also pretty him up. He got big <laughs> brain in this. He got real big brain. Yeah. That squishy skull. Yeah. So I'll just I'll, I'll post how he looks in Chronicles. He is very, very... Uh, it is a very, to describe it, uh, it is, he basically looks like he de-aged about 
because uh, so, Dallas, what he looks like, he's basically an old wizard, essentially. Old, he, old wizard. He goes from looking like an old gremlin wizard in this to looking like fucking Alucard. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, he looks like Alucard. He looks like he fit in a blaze blue. <laughs> there are not enough colors and saturatedness for this to be a blaze blue. That that is true. But yeah, yeah I was gonna say, here's how he looks hooded. Yeah, it just looks. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's he's a fucking goddamn fat, gross ass gremlin in this. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. And then he turns into a brain creature. Also, I gotta say, a lot of the fights in this are really unsatisfying up until they end it with the Kamehameha. Yeah, ba- basically, it's a lot of like it's not. I wouldn't so much say they're bad. It's just that they're like not as interesting formulaic uh, unless unless it is not so much a fight as an eight all just completely owning some guy like going up behind a monster and just snapping its neck which was very nice <laughs> yeah that's right he did do that didn't he yes <laughs> Jeez. he like full-on like solid snake chokes him out it is weirdly inconsistent with how powerful eight all is <laughs> yeah um so, yeah, so hmm? you you good on that? Uh, I think I've mentioned all of the characters worth talking about. Yeah. All right. Uh, Death. What are your thoughts? Uh, I had a big problem in the first one of not being a member of most of the characters, and in this one even more so. It's like the only characters I ended up remembering were Lillian. Doesn't help that a lot of them are like special boy OCs. So. Well, no, it's, most of them were just generic nobodies. Like the. That's, that's what I mean. Is like like for the this specific OVA. No. Which is why they don't serve much of a purpose, usually. It's like, Lillian, I mostly just remember for constantly getting kidnapped or just straight up. Like, she never delivered that necklace like she was supposed to. Nope. She held on to it the entire time for some reason. Yes, and she ran into Adol multiple times when she could have given it to him. Also, yeah, actually, let's not forget the part where she got jealous of the goddesses because they were so close to Adol. Yes, there was that nice scene where the three of them were sitting around going, so you want to fuck him too? <laughs> <laughs> They never expand on it, which is fine, because they never expand on it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Keese, I only remember just because of his design, because like, otherwise his story didn't really go anywhere, and like, unlike everyone else, he didn't get a happy ending. He killed himself and fell off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, he ate shit and died. Pretty and much. like, isn't he alive in the later games? Yeah, he plays it, he, you fight him again, and he becomes Dark Fact in East 4. That's what I thought. And yeah, dude. Yeah, and he definitely shows up at the ending of East 2. Because, yeah, because he's... The thing they don't mention is that he is a descendant of Dark Fact. Or he's a, he's a descendant of Fact, so... Yeah. Because I spent the whole thing trying to think that, was, that he was Keith, and it's like, they never brought it up, so just... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, his, his name is Keith Fact. Keith Facts. Woohoo. All right. Um, you good on that? Yep. All right. Carnival. Yeah, I gotta admit, it's like, other than... I don't remember any of the other characters that weren't just, like, either the transplants or the goddesses and Lilia. It's like, yeah, no, you're here. You're there. I, you died. Okay. Like, it's just, like, they're there and don't really serve any purpose other than to just kind of give people more people to, like, talk to. And other than that, they don't really have any impact. Okay. Uh... Yeah, like like I mentioned, uh, I like the I like I kind of like the idea of what they were going for, but at the same time, it also just deviated a bit. Which just because I'm familiar with the games, it just really doesn't. It just feels weird. Yeah. So I guess since I'm not as familiar with at least one and two, 
especially not familiar with two. That's probably why I'm not as bugged by the whole them going off script. Yeah, don't worry, it didn't bother me either. Like yeah. the broad stroke stuff. Yeah, it, it's the better half of the East One and Two package, but it is still East One and Two. So yeah, uh, that's my general impression of the characters. So, and we also kind of discussed like, did anyone have any other points about the characterization of Adel in this? I do. Okay. Yeah, I. Well, for one, they he ate shit for most of this anime. <laughs> Like, most of that was him getting his ass kicked, and then he'll, like, throw off a, his Kamehameha, obliterate everything, which was, yeah, not fun to watch. And uh, as far as, like, personality goes, like, even before he goes all murder-tastic at the end, he was having Christ moments, like, why won't anyone listen to me about the outside world? It's, like, very different from what he's in. So we joke about him having the bloodlust, but that's not what he's actually Then here they made that canon. Yeah. Uh, Carl, did you have any additional thoughts? Nah, not really, because it's like, I, when it comes, I guess, I'll get more to, like, the respecting canon thing, because yep. that's my thoughts on that, so. Yep, so, which, that's what we'll be discussing next. So, Carvel, how do you feel this OVA, uh, I, I really didn't write this in well. Uh, basically, how do you feel about this OVA in regards to respecting the original game? Like I said, I have no familiarity with, especially East 2, so I don't mind so much changing plot events. I, my issue is, like, the extra angst is unnecessary, but it's, like, I think it it serves fine if they just were to cut the angst a bit and just, like, more focus on just shuffle, like, compress the events, maybe, is the thing. Because that was, like, part of my problem with the East 1 OVA is just, it feels kind of long, even though there's some of the, a lot of repeat information. I think that this being shorter and compressed be more compressed about things would be help helps it better so i think that's part of the thing is just i don't mind it so much keeping the broad strokes it's just what the things i don't like to add is just this kind of pathos that feels like unnecessary okay uh yeah i i could definitely agree with that um death yeah like i said before i don't actually to the game like it was pretty much what carnal said aside from all the angst and whatnot was fine tell the story okay um torpo um, uh, I, so the way it goes off script, I'm not generally a huge fan of a lot of them. Just, I don't really add anything or just feel really weird. Uh, like the, the dark Adol thing or, or fucking Lilia becoming one with the pearl or the weird obsessive townsfolk. Like, I don't know. I, I, I get why they did it. Uh, it's to help make the OVA move more and a bit more interesting, but like, I just wasn't really a lot of, a huge fan of a lot of the changes, I guess. And it's less they bug me because I really like two and more, just they kind of just bug me in general. Yep. Uh, did you have any other additional thoughts? Mm, I'm just thinking really quick. Not really. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. Yeah, I, like I've mentioned, it's just they may make some changes that just feel weird. And yeah, you might like it, you might not. I, I just, it maybe it feels weird. Uh, so, uh, Torpub, uh, if there had been a third East OVA, would you have preferred it be done in the style of this one or in the first ESO? Um, I'd have preferred something that that adheres a bit more like the first OVA, honestly, because uh, when it, it got pretty much all the plot beats right and it felt better because of it, even if it did take some liberty still, but it, it felt less intrusive than this one's. Uh, also, there was the trailer for the Dawn of East OVA, and it's kind of a shame that nothing came of that because I actually would have been really interested. <laughs> yeah, just hopefully they would have put a little bit more budget behind the uh, animation. Yeah, yeah. 
Also, East 3 doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you gotta go to East 4 and then you do East 3. Exactly. Canonically, that's how it works. Yep. Um, Death, what about you? Yeah, I would have preferred if they'd done the style of the first one rather than this one exit. It made a lot more sense. And yeah, we got we got a lot more like fight scenes and action and whatnot in the first season because it was longer. So yeah. Uh Carnival. I'd have this I'd have it probably done more in the style of East One, but with hopefully like the animation team of East Two. Yeah. Like I prefer this animation style much more than what we had in the East One OVA. Yeah, I could I could definitely agree with that. So yeah, uh, I I kind of agree with Carmel, but I would prefer they kind of stuck to it because what they kind of went here was a little bit dark, uh, and that's just not his game. Like it's still, it's not like it's super like happy fantasy time, but I mean it kind of is in a way. But it's more, it's like it's more lighthearted than dark, and that and that's how I kind of. Prefer. So with that, um, I think it is time to actually rank this. Uh, so we are going to be using our. Um, 1 to 21 scale of ranking things. Um, uh, this is actually the first episode that we are recording that is with the, uh, basically the new page. Uh, there are three additional ranks, which um, I'll probably be putting out a video, which I might actually uh, put in the description of this episode uh, to kind of describe the new changes. But essentially, I don't think this really, the new ranks are really match with this. So it's a 1 to 21 scale. Uh, basically, with one being uh, what I have as Pinnacle Masscraft. Basically, it is the hallmark of the genre. It is basically uses as basically as good as it almost can get. Uh, and twenty-one is avoid at all cost. Basically, basically having no redeeming qualities. It's not even ironically fun to watch. It just don't even. So, uh, with that, uh, Carnival, uh, what would you give this? Ah, uh, let's see. Like, as much as we've been ragging on it, I guess it feels, it's still enjoyable, a good watch. I'd probably give it, like, a 5 or 6. Okay. Uh, death. Uh, I'd actually go like about somewhere between 7 and 9. Okay. So that much. Okay. Uh, Torpo. Where did we rank the first East OVA? Uh, we... Four. Four. Yep. Okay. What's around 6? Uh, Labyrinth, Mappy, seven. Mortal Kombat, Humphrey, October. I'd say 7. Okay. Seven, which is right next to. The tree. Okay. Yeah, I can find it with that. That sounds in the same kind of range. Yeah, that. Uh, I mean, yeah, because that's right next to. It's kind of basically the average kind of because I would, say, as I mentioned, I would say this is better than most. It's like better than a very bland one. It's not like Salamander or like um, the Pantracoon OVA. It's actually pretty decent to watch, even if even if you're familiar and uh, not a fan of the changes. It's still pretty fun to watch. Also, it's four episodes, and they're 30 minutes each. It's pretty fun to watch, and it's not going to take much time. Uh, so, yeah, I think seven's a good... So, with that, uh, is there any... Is there any charms we would want to give for music, char- uh, music, charm, uh, cinematography, uh, storytelling, action, or uh, artistry? Uh, definitely for music. music. Yep. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, there's... It uses a lot more like varied music it's not using the same tracks over and over again but it's still some weird placements from there with the original soundtrack but it's still good especially yeah. the uh fucking opening yeah they they put to make the end of battle at the very the, the point they should look all i wanted though was to hear adolf screaming over it the entire time you got he loses his mind about being shot in the space you got a good amount of screaming out of it but yeah still. yeah he got he really improved over the previous one with his scream game yeah. Um. Anything else? 
Not really. Not really. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Now, is there anything we want to call out for yay or nay here? Uh, basically, I don't think... I've, I've added some new charms to have the guys so we have something to think about. I haven't said age poorly. There's music. The pace is pretty good. No weird bounce product. No placement. No recycled content. Uh, the elements from the games weren't really shoehorned, although I do find it funny. I was like, oh, here we have the stone shoes that we used to get up the mountain. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, um, I don't really think there's any specific charms that really get called out for either yay or nay. Yeah, I I, th yeah. I think it's pretty good. Just leaving it. Um, so yeah, uh, that'll do it for East 2. Uh, so, before we go, uh, Carnival, is there anything you want to plug? You can follow me at on Twitter at toku underscore carnival, and you can follow the actual play podcast I do with uh, all the people in this episode at the Daft Dice Project. Uh, or follow the podcast Twitter at Daft Dice Pod. All right. Uh, Def. Uh, yes, you can find me at uh, mixer.com slash deathmaster78. I stream at PM. All right. Uh, Torpo. Uh, Twitch.tv slash torpotypist and at torpotypist on Twitter. Uh, and what I would love to plug is nothing. <laughs> plug the holes in the game canon? Mm, nah, holes in the script, maybe. Plug the hole that Maria fell down. Just be saved, finally. She didn't die, I swear. Yeah. Alright, uh, so with that, that concludes us looking at East 2. Next week, uh, we have an interesting thing, because um, we're ranking not quite a game show, but it's pretty close. Uh, it's a game show. Yeah, so it's great, because it's basically me looking at a list of seeing what's available on YouTube and seeing, oh, I'll just do that one, that one, that one, that one. We're taking a look at Nickelodeon Guts which should be interesting, because I've not watched that in a good long time. Yeah, to be fair, you don't need to really pick out specific episodes of that one. Yep. I just basically went through the seasons, and it's like, okay, let's get some. Um, so yeah, uh, that is what we'll be discussing next week. So, hope you tune in for that one, and thank you all for listening. If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ltp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server which you can do so by go going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.